means that church is one hour in length and we'll do our best to be finished in one hour. The kids are in the service and we have lots of time for connecting and coffee afterwards. So if you're visiting with us, we hope you can do that as well. It is my first preach for the new year, so my first message after the holiday break. So thank you for the team that have preached the last few Sundays. Today I want to um, share a message and my title for my message this morning is called Unshakable. And on the 31st of December last year, instead of having our service here, we had a prayer meeting and then we had fireworks at night. But in that prayer meeting, there was a word that kept coming over and over again. And it was this word, unshakable. And I believe that it's not only a message this morning, but it's also a word for us as a church for 2018. On the, the day of the prayer meeting, actually the day before the prayer meeting, I was reading in Hebrews 12 and I was reading about this passage of Scripture where it talks about a shaking that happens. Am I sh- is the sound shaking or are you good? Is it good? It's unshakable. I'm unshakable this morning, I hope. But on the 31st of December, I was reading this Scripture in Hebrews and it talks about the world being, shok- being, shoken, being shaken and how the church and the kingdom of God being unshakable. And I want to... Read that passage this morning, and I want to share the the message that I feel is is on my heart to share. It's not a long message, but it's an important message. But remember that as I preach this morning, that I, I really am believing that this is a word for us for the year ahead. So let's read Hebrews chapter 12, and we're going to start in verse 27. Verse 27. All of creation will be shaken and removed, so that only unshakable things will remain. Since we are receiving a kingdom that is unshakable, let us be thankful and please God by worshipping Him with holy fear and awe. For our God is a devouring fire. That was the scripture I read. And I don't know about you, but I've noticed that all of creation is being shaken and is being removed. I think we are experiencing some of that now in our world. Our, our systems of government, our systems of what our, our country's borders are, our laws, all of these things are, are under change. Everything that maybe we've grown up with thinking was an establishment or a structure or something that wasn't going to change, we're seeing over the years and even now experiencing that they are changing, that the world, if you would like, is shaking. I'm not talking about the Newcastle earthquake because that happened and I remember still the light in my kitchen swinging back and forth. I'm talking about something that's happening within our world where everything that we come to know is being solid and everything that we come to know is being secure is being shaken. We're experiencing that if not only in our country but across the world. You've only got to watch the news or read the paper and see that things are changing, that things are not once what they always were. And I believe that this will continue to do so, that nation will change, that that structure will change, that establishments will continue to change. Matthew Henry says this about the changing going on. He says this, The shaking of the nations is often in order to the settling of the church or the kingdom and the establishing of the things that cannot be shaken. What he's saying is that when the things change in the world, when the kingdoms change, when countries change, when governments change, when laws change, often it's a shaking that's going on for the establishment of God's kingdom, for his kingdom to come and his kingdom to reign. And so that tells me as a follower of God that I don't need to be fearful. I don't need to be afraid. I don't need to live in fear or anxiety or doubt about what is changing because everything I've known is changing, but I can trust that God is in control. 
And Hebrews 12 declares that only unshakable things will remain. Who remembers last week? Was it windy at your house? Who remembers the wind, the howling wind? We've got a mango tree in our backyard. And it is a great, it's probably the only good tree in our property. It is nowhere near as good as this mango tree. This, this is not our backyard. This is, this is a Google image search for a mango tree. Because our mango tree does not have, I think it's got maybe got one mango left on it. Because of that wind, everything that is unshakable shall remain. And my mango, mangoes were shakable because they were all on the ground the next morning. Because as the wind came, as it blew all night, day after day after day, the mangoes were blown off the tree and on the ground and are now riping in my kitchen, ready for devouring. We have got about 20 mangoes ahead of us, don't we, Luce? And we are going to destroy those suckers very soon because they will be in our stomach. It's the one good tree I have in my yard. But the thing about the mango tree and the wind this week was it was true that the things that were not secure, the things that were unstable, the things that were not attached to the tree, they were shaken from the tree and they are no longer part of the tree because there is an incredible statement right there that says only unshakable things will remain. Because what is unshakable will remain, I'm asked with these two questions. My first question this morning is, well, what's not going to remain? If the world and the creation and the heavens are going to be shaken, what won't remain? What won't last the shaking? What won't survive? Hebrews 12, 27 in the message says this about what won't remain. It says, a thorough house cleaning, getting rid of all the historical and religious junk so that the unshakable essentials stand clear and uncluttered. Don't you love that? Getting rid of all the historical and religious junk. Does anyone need a good shaking so that all the historical and religious junk drops off your life? I think we all do daily need a good shaking to get rid of that stuff that sticks to us. And only, I love what it says in the message, only the essentials shall remain. Only the stuff that matters will remain. The historical and religious junk will go. Do you know, we are tidying up our house because we um, are getting rid of some stuff. And we've been in that house for three years. And I've found some boxes that have not been opened since we moved into that house three years ago. Who knows that that fits into the category of historical junk that can be taken away and is no longer an essential part of our life. If we haven't opened it in three years, we don't need it, do we, Loz? It's going to the tip. No, it's probably, it's probably something I thought, no, we can't chuck that. We need that. That'll go straight to the shed and we'll keep it and we'll never use it again. But anyway, another writer I was listening to, he listened, not list, a writer, a writer I was reading, it would be more appropriate to say, but he listed three categories of things that won't remain. So that these things won't remain. Number one, any temporary human institution. And I think we're seeing that, the institutions that we grow up with may not be there now or are definitely changing in the way that they're structured. Number two, wrong customs and wrong morals, they won't remain. And number three, systems of religion will not remain. Those are the things that are being shaken and taken away. You know, I also love that the things that we think will always be there. The things that are physical that we can touch and we can see, that those things will always be there. But 2 Corinthians 4.18 says this, The things we see now will soon be gone, but the things we cannot see will last forever. 
There are things that will last forever, things that are not seen, things that are not touched, but they are the eternal things. And as a Christian, as a follower of Jesus, we have an eternal hope, a hope that goes beyond what we can see, what we can touch, what we can taste, what we can feel. And it's our hope in eternity. And the Bible says that those are the things that will last forever. So what won't remain? Religion won't remain. Junk won't remain. Institutions won't remain. Wrong customs and morals won't remain. But what will remain? Hebrews 12, 28 said that a kingdom that is unshakable is what will remain. The kingdom of God is what will remain no matter what happens, no matter what shaking takes place. It is His kingdom that remains. His kingdom that continues. Luke 21, 33, Jesus said these words, Heaven and earth will disappear, but my words will never disappear. The kingdom of God that is built on the words of God, that is what remains. That is what continues. That is what will continue to remain no matter what happens or changes in our world or an environment. That is what will continue. And as a follower of Jesus, as someone who has decided to give their life to living for Him, you are a part of this unshakable kingdom. It's what God is giving to us. In this scripture, it says we are receiving this kingdom for our lives. We serve an unshakable God who is an establishing an unshakable kingdom. And He is enabling you and I to be unshakable in a world that is shaking. Look at your neighbour right now. Do you reckon you could shake them? Give them a good shake. Go on, just shake them for a little while. See if they're shakeable or unshakable. I didn't say to beat them up. I just said to give them a little shaking. A little shaking. Let me read you this quote. Says this, says, it is possible for God's unshakable kingdom to so penetrate the fabric of our lives that even though we may be shocked by circumstances, we will not become shaken by them. Even though things rattle and rupture around us, there comes stability, not because of anything in our own being, but because of something steadfast that is flowed into our lives by the promise and the power of God goes on to say the substance of his unshakable kingdom will become woven into the fabric of our lives, making us constant and consistent instruments of his anchor-like strength in the midst of a shakable, breakable world. That was Jack Hayford that said those words. Those last few words are what I believe we are called to be. I believe that is a mandate and a call for all of us to be constant and consistent instruments of His anchor-like strength in the midst of a shakable, breakable world. To be a light in a dark place. To be a rock in a place that is constantly changing. To be someone that is strong and firm because not of our own strength, but because of the strength we have in who God is. That's our mandate. That's our call. When I say the word unshakable, that's what I'm talking about. Someone who can offer strength and support to others because they're getting their strength and their support from God. The same power that raised Christ from the dead is in us and is in you and is in me. And therefore, we are able to be unshakable in a world that is shaking. And I'm going to ask this morning, I'm not going to go long, but I'm going to just ask this one question. How do we do that? How do we build our, this isn't a word, so don't panic, uh, unshakableness. You can see why it's not a word because I can't even say it. But how do we build that? How do we build that strength, that resolve that makes us to be unshakable? 
A big part of it, I believe, goes on from what Brian preached on last Sunday, which was on what we hear, what we listen to. Brian spoke about how what we've heard about Jesus and then what we do with what we've heard about Jesus. And I would suggest to you this this morning, that the voices you listen to will determine whether you have peace or not. The voices that you listen to will determine whether you are shakable or unshakable. The people that you allow to speak into your world, the voice that you listen to will determine whether you're one that's unshakable or whether you are one that is unshakable. Before the writer of Hebrews speaks about the shaking that will happen, he gives a warning. And let's read from verse 25 back in Hebrews 12. He says this, Be careful that you do not refuse to listen to the one who is speaking. For if the people of Israel did not escape when they refused to listen to Moses, the earthly messenger, we will certainly not escape if we reject the one who speaks to us from heaven. Verse 26, when God spoke from Mount Sinai, his voice shook the earth. But now he makes another promise. Once again, I will shake not only the earth, but the heavens also. This means that all of creation will be shaken and removed, but only the unshakable things will remain. It says at the start of that, those who listen to his voice are unshakable. They are the ones who are constant and consistent in the midst of the storm. And my challenge for you and I this year and for all of our years is to be people that listen. Listen as he speaks through his word. Listen as he speaks, as his Holy Spirit speaks to our soul. Listen as he reveals himself to us in creation. Listen as he whispers into your heart as you're worshipping him. Listen in the middle of the storm, wherever God is, wherever we are, wherever we got breath, we have an opportunity to hear from our God. But let's be people that listen to His voice. You know, I, I wrote this down. I think unshakable people are listening people. People that are unshakable are people that are always listening. And they're not listening to every voice. They're not listening to everything that they hear. They're listening for one voice. They're listening for one person who they trust. And that is the voice of God speaking to them, directing them, encouraging them, challenging them, leading them, guiding them. It's that one voice that as they listen to that one voice, they are given a stability and an ability to stick no matter what the storm comes. No matter what shaking takes place, they are able to stand firm because they listen for that one voice. Who you listen to determines whether you're shakable or whether you're unshakable. Jesus took it further when he said this. This isn't just something that the Apostle Paul wrote, but Jesus said in Matthew 7, 24, Anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it is wise, like a person who builds a house on solid rocks. Though the rain comes in torrents and the floodwaters rise and the winds beat against that house, it won't collapse because it is built on bedrock. But anyone who hears my teaching and doesn't obey it is foolish, like a person who builds a house on sand. When the rains and the floods come and the winds beat against that house, it will collapse with a mighty crash. Did anyone see the footage this week of the Newcastle Ocean Baths with, with the big seas? Did anyone see that? The, basically, the waves were coming right across the whole pool and lashing up against the buildings. Like the whole, you couldn't see the swimming pool. It just looked like a sea and ocean because the waves were coming and they were banging against the rock, banging against the rock. Did anyone see Stockton Beach? Or Stockton Cliff, as we like to call it now. Because the sand was just washed away by the waves, continual battering against it. And that's what this scripture is talking about with our lives. Saying those of us that listen 
and follow the voice of God are like a strong, secure, solid building that cannot be washed away, that cannot be shaken, that the wind can come, the waves can rise, but they shall remain because they have a solidness built on listening and following the voice of God. But those who do not, they are the ones that can be blown away. They are the ones that when the world shakes, they shake with it. Because whatever the world does, they do. They go along with the whims and the changes because they are shakeable. Because they listen to too many voices. They let too many people speak into their life and lead them and direct them. But we are not of those people. We are not those people because we are people that listen and follow the voice of God. Which makes you and I part of an unshakable kingdom. Able to be unshakable in a world that continues to shake. The listening must lead to following. The listening must lead to following. And that's what gives us a foundation for our life. You know, it's important to know that God is actually okay with a little bit of shaking. God doesn't mind shaking things up from time to time. In fact, God uses the shaking. And sometimes we're going to read in the Old Testament where His voice spoke and the earth shook because of His voice. So we don't have to be afraid. We don't have to run from it, but we can be secure in it because we know His voice. Let me read you this little passage and then we're going to... um, we're going to finish by 11. The book of Hebrews describes the unshakable kingdom that our Saviour has established by the blood of His new covenant. The book of Hebrews contrasts the incomplete worship forms under the old covenant, religion, prior to God's perfect and complete salvation in His Son Jesus, who died once and for all. Before God became flesh and He moved among us, He reached in love to people at Mount Sinai, giving them specific guidelines to make their lives work. We call this the Ten Commandments. At Sinai, when heaven met earth, Scripture says that the mountain was shaken. Why did the mountain shake? Because the Almighty's Creator was in the Almighty's Creator's own creation was incapable of sustaining the proximity of His awesome presence. God would come in flesh to another mountain at another time. And he was killed by our hands. The earth would once more shake. But at Calvary, it would be a shaking announcement of deliverance for all mankind. At Calvary, it was a different mountain and a different outcome. Jesus reached to us with an everlasting, unshakable love. It's depicted at Sinai and magnificently manifested at Calvary. It reaches to this moment today with his unchanging call to be born again and follow him and His unchanging capacity to stabilize us so that the flow of His unshakable kingdom might be be ministered through us to people in our world who need that steadfast strength. God shook the earth at Calvary when He gave His Son. When His Son died for you and for me, it says that the heavens trembled. And in that shaking... And in that movement, He reaches to you and I and He calls us to believe in Him. He calls us to follow Him. He calls us to give our lives to Him. Not just to come to church, not just to say a prayer, tick a box, yeah, I'm a Christian. No, He calls us to give our life to following Him, to surrender our life and say, God, I'm going to listen to Your voice and Your voice alone. I'm going to live for one purpose and that is to glorify Your name, to be part of an unshakable kingdom. And you and I know that some people choose to follow His voice and some people choose not to follow His voice. 
Some people choose to give their life to God and others choose to reject God. And that's our choice. It's called free will. But I believe that a relationship with Jesus Christ is the foundation of being unshakable in a shakable world. Without a relationship with Christ, I don't know how you can be stable in a world that is ever-changing. But a relationship with Jesus is the thing that gives us the eternal hope, that gives us a future, and that gives us that strength to stand no matter what the storm. And this morning, we're going to say a prayer. We're going to all say a prayer, and then we're going to stand and sing. And as I, I'm going to pray over us as a, as a church and as we head into our year together. But I want to give you that opportunity this morning to say, Jesus, I want you in my life. Jesus, I believe in you. Jesus, I want to follow you. Jesus, I need that foundation and that strength that can only come from knowing you. And I'm going to ask us all across this room to close our eyes. We're going to pray a prayer. And I'm going to ask you to pray this prayer with me. I'm going to say a few words and I'm going to ask you to repeat after me. And it's a prayer of declaring that Jesus is Lord, that you believe in Him and that you want to follow Him. Let's all pray this together. Dear Jesus, I need you in my life. I believe you are the Son of God. I believe you came to earth to give me eternal life. I open my heart to receive you as my Saviour. I'm sorry for the things I've done wrong. Today I receive your forgiveness and acceptance. Take control of my life. I give it to you. In your name I pray. Amen. Amen. I want you just to close your eyes for a moment longer if you can. Because there may be someone here who prayed that prayer for the very first time. They made that prayer to invite Jesus into their heart, to declare that they believe in Him and they want to give their life to Him. And if you're that person that prayed that for the first time, then I'd love you just to raise your hand where you are right now. Because we just want to give you a Bible, connect with you after the service, encourage you, help you, ask, answer any questions that you might have. And I'll give you that opportunity without going any further, just to say, yeah, now today that was me. I prayed that prayer and I want to give my life to Jesus today. And you just raise your hand so our team can see it and they'd love to connect with you after the service. Maybe you prayed that prayer as a reconnection, a recommitment to give your life back to God. You too can raise your hand today and acknowledge that Jesus is Lord and that you want to give your life to following Him. Every Sunday, I want to give you an opportunity to be able to do that. And churches, people are, are just closing their eyes, just not look around. If that's you, just raise your hand. Someone will get you after the, talk to you after the service. They won't get you, they'll talk to you after the service. But just with our, with our eyes still closed, I want to pray for us as a church. I want to pray for you, for your family, for your work, for your job, for your business, for your home, for your world. My prayer this morning is that the substance of the unshakable kingdom will become woven into the fabric of your life, making you a constant and consistent instrument of God's anchor-like strength in the midst of a shakable and breakable world. In a moment, the team are going to lead us in a song and the song is called, We Will Not Be Shaken. And as we sing this song, I'm going to invite us to stand in a minute. We're going to sing it and we're going to declare it. We're going to declare that we serve an unshakable God. 
and He is establishing an unshakable kingdom and He calls us to be a part of that. And so no matter what 2018 brings, no matter what we're going through right now today, we will remain because we listen to His voice. Not only do we listen to His voice, but we follow His voice. And that gives us the ability to say, we are unshakable. We're not perfect. We have moments of weakness, but we serve a God who is complete and who is perfect. And His strength is available to you and it's available to me. So can we stand, church? Let's all stand together. God, we thank You for all that You want to do in our lives. We thank You, Lord God, that our strength is found in You and in You alone. God, it's not in our own ability, it's not in our own cleverness, but it's only Your power at work in our lives. So this morning, God, we make this song a declaration over our life. We will not be shaken because we will be found in Your arms. We will be listening to Your voice and we will be secure and strong in a world that is changing and shaking. God, our prayer this morning is we will be a people that will not be shaken because our strength is found in You. In Jesus' Name. Let's sing together, church, and declare this over our life.